Where do I start? How do I train recall? How long should we work on healing before moving on? Is crate training really that important? We hear these questions all the time and there's one answer that will help with all of them. The complete step-by-step dog training course found at Standing Stone Supply. They break down the what, when, where, and how to train your own dog from eight weeks to one year old. They've got it all laid out for you down to even the daily activity checklist to keep you and your puppy on track. Check out standingstonesupply.com and remember to use code GDIY to save 10%. As someone who constantly travels to new locations out of state to hunt, I have to rely on map scouting before I even get in the truck. Onyx Hunt Maps makes it super easy for me to plan out my trips as well as track my success while on the trip. The offline maps along with the tracking feature and ability to add pictures to my waypoints means I can always reference old trips and hunts to better prepare for the next. When planning your next hunt, be sure to use Onyx to put you and your dog in the best situation you can. Use code GDIY20 at checkout to save 20% and know where you stand with Onyx. GDIY profiles are bonus episodes that tell the stories of how your everyday handler got into the gun dog world. You'll hear plenty of examples of what to do as well as what not to do and how they learn from those experiences. These episodes are being put out to tell the honest stories that we as do-it-yourself dog handlers can all relate to. If you think you would be a good fit for a profile episode, please go to gundogyourself.com and complete the contact form, and we may get back to you so that you can share your story. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the GDIY Profile presented by Standing Stone Supply. This month, we have my buddy Nick Steen on the line. Nick, how you doing, man? Doing great, buddy. So... Let's start off with the obvious where we always start off with. Tell everybody where you're calling from and what kind of dogs you run. Calling from Bowling Green, Kentucky, and I've got a eight-month-old poodle pointer. So why a poodle pointer? What what made you jump on the poodle pointer bandwagon? It's, uh, I know I always wanted a bird dog, but uh, my brothers had them, and my dad had them when I was young. So out of high school, I, they wouldn't let me get one because I was still at home, but uh, just looking, figuring out what I wanted. My brothers all had uh, GSPs, so I was like, I love them, but I kind of want something else. So I just, I looked up best bird dog, and uh, <laughs> it says on the internet the Poodle Pointer is the best versatile, but, you know, that's just is what pops up. So I was like, I've never heard of this dog, so let me look at this. Yeah. And they just they just looked really cool to me, so I was like <laughs> rolled with it. Yeah, the best bird dog. That's just subjective. That's whoever wrote the article and was best at the <laughs> yeah. SEO stuff to get to uh, jump up there. So yeah. that that was just the first one. You didn't really go digging into any other breeds. Just just poodle pointer. That was it. Looked cool. Let's let's I roll looked, with it. I looked, but you know, it's I thought they still looked really cool. My dad had uh, Britneys, so I was like, I like Britneys, but. I don't know. It's just there's there's I'd never heard of a poodle pointer before, so that really drew me to them. Yeah, something different, right? Yeah. So what 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 were you aiming to get like chase and hunt with with your poodle pointer? You live in Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's not too far off from me. You know, I know, I know there's there's some birds within reach, but for the most part, what 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 were you envisioning? What was your goals for the pup? We take a trip to Kansas every year and quail hunt. So it's mostly quail hunting, but yeah, I dove hunt and my brother's a really big waterfowl hunter. So I was like, you know, getting a dog. I never really go waterfowl hunting, but I'd do it if I had a dog. Yeah. Because it had made it worthwhile to me. 
but mostly quail hunting is what I'm after. Yeah. It's funny how the waterfowl stuff works. I'm with you. That's kind of what brought me to this dance. That's what got me into the world. And then I realized with the upland, you don't have to wake up at 3 a.m. and 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 throw bows to get to your blind or anything yeah. like that. But you take the dog out of that mix now, good luck getting me on a duck hunt. <laughs> yeah. That's, they, they've asked me for years to go duck hunting, but I'm like, ass. Yeah. Now I'll go with a dog, though. Right. That'd be fun. Exactly. You got to have that that extra push or pull, whatever you want to call it. So, so quail. That's mainly what what you're after, right? Just bobwhite yeah. quail. Uh, any any thoughts or aspirations for testing or trialing or anything like that? Yeah, I'd like I'd like to get her to go as far as she can. So it's like, you know, I'm I'm a novice dog trainer, but if if I can take her, I'm, I'm gonna let her go as far as she can. Yeah. In, in what realm? Are we talking NAVDA or are we AKC? NAVDA. Okay. Nav, if, if if I do well in NAVDA, then I would think it'd be fun to venture into other stuff. But the uh, the breeder I got her from, he's uh, he tests all his dogs in NAVDA. It's mostly Poodle Pointers, just NAVDA from what I've seen. But yeah. they do other stuff. Yeah. Well, back to your point. They're called, you know, the best versatile breed, right? So that, yeah. that, there's a reason for that. So. You just referenced your, or referred to yourself as a novice dog trainer. So, is this the first dog that you've trained your the dog yourself, or at least attempted to all the way through? Yep, I've helped my brother some with uh, his short hairs, but that's about it. Yeah. So you had you kind of had a, a modicum of of understanding, or at least like from afar, helping your brother. You kind of knew what what went into it. What was the biggest shock for you when you get home and you you got this fuzzy little bearded puppy sitting in front of you? Did did you have that moment like crap? It's real now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It was, but she she's really been easy for me because I she's. She can be kind of anxious sometimes when we leave her, and I put that on myself for not crate training her as much. So, but it's the thing I guess is uh, the time sink it is for me now, because it's like every day. But I knew it'd be like that. But it's, I don't even remember what I did before. You know? <laughs> yeah, the, so like what did I do with all my time? Yeah. Oh, I have that thought process all the time, especially with three now. I'm like, you know, every day it's a challenge to kind of do something with them. And it, and it makes me think to a previous life before them. I'm like, what did I do with, with all that yeah. free time that I was sure I did not have in, in the moment? But so walk me through. You, you have that moment. You got the puppy home. You're figuring it out as you go along. Uh, what are you using for your resources? How are you piecing this together and coming up with kind of your time frame, your goals, all that fun stuff? How are you piecing it all together? Just kind of, I got, I bought a couple books and I listen to podcasts, <laughs> listen to podcasts every day, trying to figure out what to do next. Yep. But uh, just kind of starting somewhere and just kind of going down different rabbit holes that I try. And if that don't work, then I'll just go back to square one. Yeah. Well, do any of the books pop up into your mind that just really was a, was a good resource for you? Cause I get asked that all the time as you know, obviously I get, people know the podcast and, and they know what other podcasts are out there. But as far as books, they're always asking me which books I prefer. Was there one that really kind of helped get you started or lay out something for you? The the first one I got was Bob Ferris's book. Yep, and that's 
it's a deep dive into into breeding and testing and just just learning because I learned so much just from that book about stuff I never even heard of. Yep. Yeah. Looking at it right here, as soon as you said it, I'm like, there it is. All right. That 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 is a good book though. I mean, that's a that's a great one for people to start off with, especially for you as a poodle pointer. You know, that makes sense. You start off with old Bob. Uh, yeah. It, was there anything else? Did you kind of go any anywhere else, or did you just stick with the uh, with the poodle pointer godfather, so to speak? Uh, I bought. Uh, I think it's Gun Dog by. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Richard Walters. Like, yeah, that's it. Yep. I bought that one, and then another one. It's how to train the pointing dog for home and the field. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I wrote that, but I've read some of it too. Yeah. And so so you, you get these books, you're listening to the podcast and everything. Walk me through, what was it first like initially starting off uh, w- with training? Like, were you going, talk to me, a lot of people hear short training sessions and they think, you know, 10, 15 minutes, but even with that on an eight, nine week old can be a long training session were you kind of dialing that in with how long your puppy could pay attention and and what was really worth your time and what wasn't yeah i just i just see how she reacted to certain stuff and i could tell whenever she's losing interest so you try to keep it short and i just every morning i'd throw a little stick for her or something like that just to get her to go get something and <laughs> she picked it up pretty quick yeah well, you said that you, maybe you didn't do the crate training uh, the the way that you would at least advise. Uh, fast forward to now, uh, what else were you working on? Obviously, your pot, potty breaking was probably uh, first and foremost. But beyond that, I mean, you yeah. just you just throwing kind of building that retrieve drive. What are you What are you doing? Yeah, uh, retrieve drive, and I got birds for at a pretty young age, but. Uh, my expectations were a little off on that, expecting, <laughs> expecting her just to point right out of the box. But didn't uh, happen, huh? Did that. No, not the first time. No, I had to, I had to show her what a bird was for her to try to point it. Imagine that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Well, it, let's let's stay on that for a second because that's something that uh, a very common. I'm not going to say issue in the bird dog space, but a lot of people they get these puppies. And they, they're obviously dreaming of this dog just slamming a point and holding a point, you know, yeah. out on the prairie. But when you get a puppy, it's a lot of people are kind of taken aback that they don't come just stock pointing at eight weeks old. Some dogs do. Some, some puppies do and litters do. The genetics speaks for itself. But some puppies take a little bit longer. About how long did it take for, for yours to start showing point and interest in the bird? She was... Uh... She was for sure pointing pretty good at four months old, but I I got her that first bird when she was two months old, maybe. Yep. Maybe maybe younger than that, but uh, it was she just didn't have any idea what it was. And I, as soon as I did, I was like, man, why in the world did I try that? She doesn't even <laughs> she's never seen one before, let alone smelled one. Yeah. Well, you got a bird dog. You had you, you had the image in your head, and then you probably heard from a lot of people, bir- birds make a bird dog, which there's some truth to that, but I'm going to say birds at the right time makes a bird dog. And, you know, every puppy's a little different. Every breed's a little different. Um, so walk me through what else. You, bird's not right off the bat. Crate training, you know, you're working on obedience. and. Uh, is that really just it? Just name of the game? Just working recall, potty training, getting getting the dog used to you and your routine. Ultimately, 
Yeah, a lot of recall, place, just uh, making sure she she minds me. It was really important for me to get a really good recall, so I worked with I worked on that every day. Mm-hmm. And did you correct me? Did, you're you're doing NAVDA. Have you done an NA test yet with her? Yep. How did that roll we out? Did How did that plan for you? We did that two weeks ago, and it it's just kind of. I had faith in her. I thought she was going to do well, but never being there, it's a, it's a, I don't know what I'm getting into. Right. So it's showing up and kind of seeing what it's about. I did a ton of research trying to figure out what I needed her to do. And it's figuring out it's pretty cut and dry. There's three parts of it. And she did all three of those things. So just trying to, yeah, she, she did really good on the test. She, she got a max score, which I was like, I didn't know if she would. It was a tough day, and the wind was blowing really hard, so the track was like a is a crapshoot. Mm. And chucker, they used chucker instead of uh, the pheasant. Pheasant, yeah. So as they trying to get some of them to shoe off, and it didn't really <laughs> funny to watch for the first time. But yep. she she did really good. Yep. Well, that's good. I mean, t- talk to me about your first impressions. Like you said, you you you're kind of probably building it up into a much bigger thing in your head before going. Right? Uh, you get there. What what was your impression? It's a lot of hurry up and wait, isn't it? You know, getting your dog yeah. out, getting them up, getting them out, getting them up. Uh, what was your first impressions of of the NAVDA testing environment? It was just it was really cool. I I, I enjoyed seeing the other dogs being around other young pups seeing how they act like their demeanor and just being around people and just kind of listening i was just a whole lot of listening that's how everybody should be right put the duct tape on your mouth and then and then just listen especially your first one uh but yeah i mean it's like walking out to to your first field session i'm assuming y'all started with the field for for na that's yeah. that's usually ha- how it goes uh and then the the judge is kind of giving you the breakdown, saying this is what we're going to do, this is what I expect of you. Uh, talk like what? Talk me through going out there in that field. Was it just like, oh man, this is cool, this is fun, or were you just kind of anxious and 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 nervous the whole time? Some people get really worked up on testing when yeah. it's time for them to go. Yeah, I wasn't nervous. I was more excited and just wanted to get into it. And uh, we had we had really good judges that day. And the the guy that walked with me through it, I don't know his name, but he was super nice and just we all it was is just a walk in the field. We just had a conversation, and he'd tell me to go get your dog, or like if she was on point, then he'd want me to go flush the bird for her, stuff like that. It was just a they told me to treat it just like hunting, so I just treated it <laughs> like hunting. That was just a walk. Yeah. Well, speaking of hunting, man, you're through the NA test, so are you moving on to, to the sexier training, I like to call it? You're actually kind of getting into some bird dog stuff and, and getting ready for the fall. I mean, it seems like we have ages, right? It seems like we have a year away until hunting season, but you kind of look at the calendar and I'm like, eh, we're only a half a year away. You know, you're only six, seven months away, depending on what season and where you're looking at. Yeah. No, I'm definitely looking forward to it, trying getting – dove season out of the way first i guess i'm gonna try to get her as worked up for that as i can and uh duck hunting i'm gonna try some duck hunting this year probably but we'll go back to kansas and do that stuff too so we're we're looking forward to it but i don't 
the training, I don't know if I'm going to try any fancy stuff with her. I'm going to wait after this season for uh, force fetching. Let her get a fun season through her. Yep. Yep, uh, I'm doing the same thing with my young pup. That's that's kind of my mentality. Is I'm I'm gonna get a a full hunting season under that before I go screwing around with force fetch next spring probably. Uh, when is your Kansas trip? You say you go every year. Do y'all kind of go the same time frame? Do you get same location? Is it kind of just the repeat trip every single year? Pretty much. We uh we had gone the first week of December for the past four or five years, and then I couldn't make it for that one this last year so we went the the first of the new year so when me and my brother went and uh probably don't don't want to do that again it was just <laughs> tough hunting where we went yeah late season was it w- bad weather i'm assuming now the weather was fine is we usually get in the more pheasants than we did and we would get into them but they're they're getting up 100 yards away yeah. it's not even spooky not even and flighty yeah well, so uh, what other things? Is it just getting them ready for, for hunting season, or do you have any other goals and dreams during uh, during summer months? Are you going to go fishing with them or anything like that, some fun companion stuff? Yeah, she goes with me everywhere. Yeah. She's in my truck all the time, going here, going there. We'll, we'll go fishing. We'll do whatever. Yeah. We're a lot of retrieving training. I'm try to get her to retrieve pretty good without force fashion so I, we'll see how that goes yeah you can start shaping it you can start encouraging the hold and stuff like that uh i yeah. mean it, you know a lot of dogs can can get pretty far in the retrieving without a a full-on quote-unquote force fetch session but when you when you're kind of ready to take that next step and you need that that formalization that tool and 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 in the toolbox that's when force fetch kind of comes in but if you start right now building that habit that only makes force fetch easier when you get there right yeah so yeah but uh we're gonna try to do that yeah well that's awesome man the companion stuff the fishing and all that stuff that goes a lot further than what i think a lot of people give credit to ultimately when you talk about a dog kind of just hanging out with you and working for you and all that stuff but as as we kind of Start kind of coming full circle on this. Uh, I, I ask the same questions to everybody when, when we're doing these profile episodes. The first one is, uh, what's your favorite episode, guest, or topic that you've heard on the podcast that's, that's helped you with? Do you have one that comes into mind when you when you think about it? I, I think it was a lot of fun listening to, like, the, the storytelling, like how uh, Jim Sorensen's or uh, Pavel's Hunt. Yeah. Those are probably my favorite ones to listen to. Just the stories. Yeah, Pavel's Hunt. Pavel, I think I'm probably butchering that. Uh, That was a fun episode, man. Like, that was one that just struck me. He he had a cool video out, and I just I wanted to break that down. And, uh, yeah, man, some of the story uh, episodes, like Jim. Jim is always great. He's got some – a wealth of stories obviously with what he's done so those are some fun episodes did you take anything specific away from that like maybe jim just go travel and and explore more or something like that yeah if if i could do that i would but maybe when i retire here in about 35 years (laughs) i got you well the other question that i always ask is uh i need a story uh, a story about something that you screwed up as a handler it's something that we all do. It's relatable. Uh, it can be funny. It can be serious. But I always ask everybody, give me one example of something that you screwed up on as the handler of the dog. 
I would say I was putting that first bird out for just kind of, <laughs> yeah. I put that thing in knee high thick grass and I thought it ran off. Cause I was like, man, she's got to smell this thing if it's here. But uh, <laughs> I saw it. I was looking right at it. I said, no, it's right here. She just can't smell it. Yep. And then it ran off and there went five or six bucks. <laughs> I tell everybody when you get into this, especially when you start getting into the formal uh, steadiness training, you might might want to get comfortable watching five or six bucks uh, fly away. Today's day and age, yeah. five or six bucks is actually a pretty good deal, honestly. Yeah. No, I'm 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 used to it now. It's kind of part of okay. it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. We'll we'll see you later. Yeah. It's built into the food price. Ultimately, you know you know you're paying it ultimately. So. Yeah. Uh, well, what about the second one? You already eyeing the number two yet, or are you just comfortable with number one? No, that's, I'm going to have to talk my fiance into that second <laughs> one. I don't know about that. Well, that that's uh, I'll be interested to to hear how that argument and debate goes with her once you get back from Kansas, because you'll go out there. And she, and she'll hit that point, and she'll retrieve that that quail or rooster for you, and you're you're gonna look at her when you get back home. You you know what? I need extra dog power. It happens yeah. to all of us. It's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, be sure to check us out on. Uh, you know, follow up. Let me know how that goes. Uh, but yeah, man, I appreciate it. I'll, I always enjoy doing these profiles and getting to know everybody a little bit better. And this was a lot of fun. So I uh, wish you the best of luck getting getting her ready for Kansas this fall. And I'm sure I'll be hearing from you again here soon. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for listening to GDIY. If you enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a moment to rate, review, and share with a friend. Also, be sure to follow us and our partners on Facebook and Instagram under Gundog It Yourself. If you really enjoy the podcast and would like to contribute even more to the future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Gundog It Yourself. Thanks again and happy hunting. Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high grade lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup just after replace it again and year go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want if you're considering changing your dog's food soon then be sure to check out yukanuba pro performance their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance they also now have the new puppy formula to help your pup start strong and live active when looking at all the different food options remember yukanuba to help power their ultimate performance Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.